Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again everyone and welcome to Belmont Banter and this week's guest is Keith Mahone. Hi Keith mate, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good Tony, how are you yourself? Yeah, really, really good. Um, yes, I am. We're, uh, we're doing okay, I'm pleased about it. How about uh, this Covid situation, how are you working from home? Yeah, a lot, to be honest with you. It's, um, you know, it's, it's something that I'm lucky enough I can do via technology these days. I've had to go into a few offices, you know, maybe once a month and into mine. But, yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a drag down, I suppose. I think, you know, I'm a little bit lucky, but it, it does get your uh, morale down. So the people that are less fortunate, I can, I can see where they're going through mental health-wise. But um, you just want to see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And at the moment, it seems like the tunnel's getting darker. So... <laughs> Very true. Right, let's uh, let's start where we finish, but I'm not going to carry on with that. We're going to go right back to the beginning. So at the moment, you're not in management, but how did you get involved in football? That's the key to me. Was it a childhood love? Start at the beginning. Uh, when I was a when I was a kid, I think when I first bit, uh, was able to walk, I, I, I kicked the ball about, and I just had this passion for football. Um, I started at the age of I think under sixes. I I, I was. I joined a team called St Thomas More, which was quite local here, which had a very, very good reputation. I think now non-existent, but going back years, were one of the top sides in in London. And um, I I was lucky to play for them until the age of about 11, 12, where I moved house and and ended up, funny enough, joining Phoenix Sports Club as a kid. But yeah, I I was was just a a football mad, mad nut. Every every minute of the day, I I went home from school, grabbed my ball, jumped over the park with my friends and, and played until it got dark every single night which obviously now you know kids can't really do because of obviously things have changed but it was just saying that that was, that was, that was in my blood and that, that obviously has never left me what about when you started i'm not going to use the word proper football because if you're like the jumpers for goalposts are still proper football so mm. when did you start sort of like at 12 14 when did you start playing then well going back all the years as well when i just said about Thomas more there was only 11 side football then so you know, it's not like now you've got the mini soccer and things like that. So, yeah. I, like I said, I, I played, I, I would say, at good standards when I was about seven or eight for Thomas More. So we was in all the national cups, etc. But you know, we was in such a good side, and some of the some of the teams weren't established, and sometimes you didn't get much of a kick or a ball. But I suppose when I when we went to secondary school was when you know we, we started playing proper football. And like I said, I, I was at Phoenix Sports Club. We was in a team that won the league cup and uh, sort of then Ken Cup with London Cup sort of five years on the spin and um, it was when then I sort of started going to a little bit of, then to, to pro clubs and I was at Chelsea for a little while etc and then obviously I was quite small for my age to be honest and I was one of them ones where you, you know they were looking at maybe big and more powerful players but I was I was still playing a decent level of football and um, obviously I think my passion and, and, and that got me through and, and my ability I was fairly quick and quite skillful. I'd maybe most probably fit into today's football a little bit more than than, than what it was then. But uh, yeah, I, I, I did play quite a good level of football, even though I can just about remember. But I obviously played Kent Youth as well uh, uh, when it was I would say proper Kent Youth football then, when you only had senior sides. I was lucky enough to get picked up while I was still at Charlton and still at school. My old coach 
Pip asked me to go down and play for what was Danson then. Yep. As a 16-year-old, I knew him through Wimbledon as well. We coached over there. Um, so I, I sort of played for Danson at 16-year-old in, the, in then what was a very, very strong Kent League um, going back, uh, we're talking 26, 27 years ago. So, you know, your top sides then were Hive, Sitting Bourne, etc. And, um, yeah. you know, it was a really high standard. So it gave me um, the chance to play men's football at a very young age. Well, at the time where, where I said John let me do that but I did pick up the odd one or two injuries and they weren't too happy but I mean, in the end I sort of I got involved more in the social side and, and, and stepped away from, from that level of football but I was lucky enough then to sort of to get picked up by Welling United obviously being local and asked to go over there but yeah I played uh, at that level at Corinthians Fisher and then obviously ended up at, obviously back with, with Danton Furnace at the time which basically was nearly my last year when, when, when we won the league with Alan Sutherland and um, um, Steve Brown, which we ended up grand sharing. But then I, I got myself quite a bad injury playing in a charity game and all that fell down. So uh, then I decided that, you know, what was I going to do next? And football was, was my only love at the time. And like I said, I was about 20, 21 years old. And um, I said, I'd, I'd, I'd had a decent career. I've, I've, I've made him some close, but we could go through quite a lot. Um, and then I decided to do to, to do my coaching badge and at the time it was the FA prelim badge yep. and I was mostly the youngest one on the course and I remember going to do it with with uh, Dave Sexton's lad and, and, and I managed to, 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 to be able to do it as well with me injury I, I, I've sustained and um, and I passed that it was only about three or four of us managed to pass that and then obviously the rest was sort of history I started uh, coaching a young under 13 side which then become VCDs under 16s and under 18s, and we were very successful there. I think we won the treble twice. From obviously you have two years stint with the under 18s, and then obviously moved up with Martin Fall to, to do the reserves, where we were very successful there, and help out with the first team. And then um, obviously I was I was still in a, I don't know in, in the mid mid to late 20s, and and Terry Hill, who was uh, yeah. the, the chair, chairman of, of Thamesmead Town, uh, well he was the manager at the time, to be fair. Sort of, I got on really well with, and he asked me to, to would I be interested in coming over in the first team role at Thamesmead? And it was about the time I, you know, God rest Martin, I could never see myself taking over from Martin at, at BCD. He taught me quite a lot, to be fair, and some good and very bad things. I think everyone knew Martin Cavett, but it got me on the, it got me on the circuit, and, and I used to go and follow BCD and help him out on a Saturday as well. So I just thought the time was right, and I went over there with Terry, with, with also with Paul Blade to become managers over there, and. Within the first year or so, we, 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 we built up a very strong side. And, you know, obviously, you know yourself, which the ball, I think Mark Seegers has just took over there as well. Yeah. He's become a very good friend of mine. And it was only in the first year that Paul decided that he, he, he didn't want to be the manager and, and uh, like with myself and st- stood aside. And I got the right bug for it then. And I was uh, games every night of the week. And, and you know, and, and basically things at me weren't great. And I ended up sort of taking over the whole club in one way to be fair but the, the, the football side of it was, was going from strength to strength and we, we, we got ourselves obviously we followed in your footsteps the year after and yeah, got promoted, but we, we won the League Cup the, that, the year that you got promoted I think I remember beating Wichita in the final yeah. and then yeah the, then the club took off and, and I was fortunate enough to, to, to be involved in it and steerhead it through from the Kent League into, the, into what was a miracle for, for Thamesmead in the Ryman Prem, we won the playoffs, and yeah, the rest is the rest is then 
history and many years later here I am. Well, I, I want to take that back a little bit because I'm talking about your Thamesmead days. First of all, can you, mm. you, you could keep talking about dancing. Was that dancing sports? Is that what they were called? Yeah, it was dancing sports. Oh, and yeah, obviously right. they, they got taken over by Furnace. Yeah. Um, then we merged to, from Furnace to Dancing Furnace and, and, then, and then obviously... You know, they, they finished up at Green Court Road, the old Alma Swanley ground. All right. Yeah, I want to talk about the Thamesmead days because, for yeah. me, that was the time that I very first came into contact with you. The last bit bit of it, I mean, obviously things were going on behind the scenes which nobody knows about. I mean, you're at liberty yeah. to say what you like. I could never believe that wonderful new stand had just been built and then things seemed to fall apart. Yeah, they sort of winked us a bit, Tony. You know, I took over the running of the whole club before and... Um, Obviously, we had a previous chairman had stepped away, and, and Terry Hill was sort of the figurehead chairman, and and I was sort of financially helping the club out. You know, I've, I've met a great family there with Terry, Albert Pantin, Peter Tierney, who's obviously now left us unfortunately, and and Alan Martin, and, and a few, you know, name a few others, and yeah. we had a, a great family, and and the, and we was always struggling because the building was run down, and and it was owned by what what was like the local council called Trust or Thamesmead Trust. And a fella come in and promised us that, you know, he would help out the club and, and build us this brand new sports hub and the club could go on further. You know, like I said, we was doing so well in the rhyme and it was north then and we was towards the top in the playoffs and looking, you know, like our next push would be that, but financially we couldn't do it. And he said our crowds would go up, great facilities. And I spent every day of my life there sort of designing the building, going to European Parliament to do speeches, to get funding. And it's like I said, it took over my own personal life as well, and, and I was doing more of that than even more than managing. And basically, what 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 the long and short of the story was that, that they asked us to, to surrender the lease to sign a new lease because they wouldn't couldn't build it because we had a 19 year 99 year lease, yeah. which we did and we trusted them. And as soon as we did that, then they, it all come come crashing down. In the end, they they basically didn't offer us a lease; they wanted to offer us what they call a, 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 not even a tenant agreement but a, an agreement and, and then it was well instead of 25 years it's 5 years and then they wanted to charge us rent and in the end it was coming to a stage where they wanted to charge us nearly including training £50,000 a year just to play there um, and, it, and it got too much for myself and it got too much for the club in the end as well and obviously we couldn't afford that well what a shame because I mean every time we, we used to obviously we came to your game it was one of the grounds that I never wanted to miss because I always liked the atmosphere in there. And the reason being that the club itself, it was always buzzing. And it yeah. was a mystery that you never ever got the, the, the buzzing atmosphere that was in the bar out onto the pitch. I mean, I understand a lot of it was families. I get that. Because there was mm -hmm. always a load of kids about mums and everything, which I thought was brilliant. But it was always a nice place to come to. Yeah, it was a community club and that's why all the, all the parents and that were there um, you know that, that they didn't have much ambition for the first team but we, we was always a club that maybe I pushed the first team on quicker than what it was I think you know if you ask Albert who, and, and Peter who founded the club you know going back it's, it's mostly 60 years now but um, you know it was always brought up through a youth youth ranks and, and I just took it on that extra level even though I was massively involved in the youth section still and, and brought so many youth players through to the first team but the club just progressed so rapidly that, um, you know, maybe it didn't spill on with, with our crowds, but, you know, it's, it, 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 it's quite a, a, 
a deprived place, Thames Mead, as an actual area itself. And, mm-hmm. and the football club was like its hub where everyone could go to. And, and as I said, we was like a family there. It, it, I've never experienced anything like it at another club and, and doubt I ever will. And um, it was just mostly my saddest day in football ever when, when I decided to walk away. But for my own health, I think I had to because I think I would have had a breakdown staying there. Well, blimey, it sounds like financially it must have been like a millstone round your neck. Huge, huge. You know, I, I, I run my own company at the time, which people know anyway, but, uh, you know, I, I, we didn't have a big wage bill, I won't lie, you know, our wage bill in, 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 them, them, them was, was peanuts to what anything in the Ryman League was now, but we got we, we got promoted due to the togetherness of the side we had, and yeah. players knew that, that what I was doing was, you know, they didn't they knew I didn't have massive pockets with bundles of money coming out of it, but they knew that I was 100% committed, and, and they loved that atmosphere that we built in the club, and that's why... We managed to get the players that we did, but um, yeah, when we got to the obviously the, the, even the Rhyme and North was was a massive step for the club, and we really didn't couldn't afford to be there. But when we got in the Rhyme and Prem, it was it was ridiculous, and we just enjoyed it. We all were laughing every every time we played. To be honest, that we shouldn't even be in that 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 league for the time, but just for for a club itself with the committee we had and such great people, they deserved to be there. And I, I think that, that there wouldn't have been another committee that that I have definitely seen in football that, that, that was as good as them for getting us there. They were so welcoming, so friendly. Everywhere we went, everyone liked them. And, and as I said, even as a manager, when we used to lose, they used to come up to me and shake my hand and say thank you. And, you know, it was a major part of my life, one that, I, that even if I finished playing football now, that I'd never forget. Well, can I pay you personally a massive compliment? Because when we got promoted, it wasn't actually the day we got promoted, we came up to your place and your lads formed a guard of honour for us to walk on mm. the pitch. Pretty was yeah. the uh, captain that day. He led the boys out. I've got some pictures of it as well. That was a really, really emotional moment for us. It was such a lovely gesture. Thank you for that. It was lovely. Yeah, I remember that. Listen, me and Mark Seegers go back a long time. And I know, to be fair, we've, we've not kept in contact as much as obviously for the last year or so. Like, we do talk via social media, but we were, we've become very, very close. And, and we bounced off each other a lot. You know, we've, we've come even closer when he, when he had to step down at Wistaball. But I remember I actually come to, 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 to your, I'd say, promotion drinks as well. I met everybody and, and he invited me to that. And, yeah, and when, when we won the league the week after, he, he was uh, the year after, he was just as, as gracious. But, you know, I always had quite a, a, a big ball and, and, and still have. And obviously yourself, Tony and, and Joe, I always got on well with there. And, and obviously Mark Laney and, and, and yeah. Halsey at the time as well. We were all quite close to me. So I thought your club was run really, really well in the right way and what I wanted Thames me to be like as well. I mean, I thought we were very similar in a way, apart from obviously you as a, a massive town and had a bigger support. But I thought what we did off the pitch, we tried to do in the right way. And, you know, I, 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 you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't have done that to any club, but obviously Wichitaball, like I said, I thought thoroughly deserved it. They were the best side over the last few years. And like I said, most of you have become friends with me. So um, that's why we did that. It was, it was not, you know, Football's a strange thing, isn't it, Keith? Because you can be really, you can be really nasty to each other on the pitch, and as long as that that at the back of your mind is like you're a good guy at, at, at the bottom of it all, but you can go into the tackle as hard as you like, and I could do the same to you, and we'll go and have a drink afterwards, and you'll say yeah. to me, I mean, you might say to me, Rousey, you went a bit bloody hard then, and I'll say to you, what are you talking about, Keith? I, I could have gone in harder than that. Yeah, you agree. I think as I was younger, and, and again, I hope he won't mind me saying this, he's up in the sky, but when I was wrapping around Martin a bit, I was a bit more aggressive, but I was a younger manager, and, and, yeah. and you do that, I think, as with time, you, you sort of, 
you know, your experience and that settles down. And you don't just think about yourself. When you're on that touchline, obviously, you know, you get caught in your way. But like I said, I've always had a good, I've always shown a lot of managers a lot of respect. And you do sort of have the odd argument. I think there's only ever one manager maybe at Whistable that I didn't really quite get on with. And I, I don't think that's much of a, you know, surprise who it was. But no. um, but even in the background, after the end of the game, it's not personal. No. And I think if anyone's never took it personal towards me, then it'll be different. But and once, you know, once or twice you look over and you think really. But um, I think also, Tony, as you go up the leagues, that that goes because you've got more experience, more yes. better quality managers, and and uh, you don't get too many massive arguments um, involved, you know. And and I just think that's that's just the way that that that, that you are around your club as well. It is definitely. Keith, you could ask, answer me this question. I mean, I've been involved with when Mark was there. Obviously, I was heavily involved with Mark. But your day, your match day on a Saturday, for instance, what sort of time? If it was a, if it was an away fixture, what sort of time did it start in the morning? You're smiling because <laughs> you, you spent a lot of time doing this. I do. Listen, uh, all right. You're away to Hastings. Okay, you're away to Hastings. How does it start? Away to away to Hastings. I would be up at about you know eight o'clock in the morning. Ready, getting myself prepared, dressed, breakfast or whatever, mind on the game. I would be down at the ground at normally about 10 o'clock. That's my home ground, getting all our stuff ready, the kit, etc. We never had a kit man at the time, so I'd load everything in. Most probably leave at 11 with, with my assistant manager, or normally Steve Wade would come with me. Yeah. Uh, I'd be down the ground at half 11, 12 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, 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 if it's high it might be 12, tops, maybe even earlier. Uh, we'd get the kit out and I'd sit there you know going through my team thinking what I'm going to say looking at anything I need to about the opponents and, and structuring obviously team would turn up at half one, uh, quarter past one um, obviously you, you, I would tell my subs and that if they're playing or not I'd do that every single week no matter what go in team talk obviously game come out if we win all be happy clear up I always clear the changing rooms up no matter what, what club we're in we'd sweep the changing rooms out myself yeah. And, and normally Steve wait we'd leave it as we found it a couple of beers in a bar drive drive back to, to the club I would leave your car and get home if you win at about 10, 11 o'clock at night <laughs> happy days you mm. miss it don't you every, oh every day every day um, I'm a football person and I yeah, you know unless unless I, I'm at a club that I'm not happy with which you know I've only been at two clubs in my whole life it's only over the 20 odd years managing so Obviously, VCD turns me back to VCD again. So I'm a, I'm a, I would say I'm a very loyal person. I'm a hard-working person, and, I'm, and I buy into that club ethos, and, and I give everything I have to that club. It's too yep. personal. And, and if I'm, if I hit a raw nerve, just say so. <laughs> you, you still stop. You've just stepped out of management. Is it? Was there a reason for that? Not that I know about. Um, this is the thing, and I'm, I'm always honest, Tony. I'll be black and white. No, you know, I, when I was at, just going from when the season stopped last year. We was just outside the playoffs. I believe we, we you know, we was hitting some really good form. We just beat yeah. Ashford four one at home. Don't know think that the club asked me to do um, bring youngsters in. Obviously, we had Charlie McDonald up front, but you know, we didn't have a humongous wage bill, which anyone might have thought. Um, I thought it was it was competitive for what we had and, and the club and, and the chairman always backed us, and I'd never put that. And obviously, going into the new season, I was I was signing players. I had the team all, all sorted, and then I just. Uh, you know, as I said, I, I, I didn't even get a phone call. I, I spoke to the secretary, and he said to me, "Hadn't the chairman spoke to me?" I said, "No." And they had a meeting the night before, and, and decided uh, he decided they wanted a change, and didn't even let me know. So it was a bit of a 
bit of spilled peeled to taste and still now the, the, the thing would say that you know they wanted a change and, and that was it so there was no reason why um, wow. you know and that and, and, and it still shocked me now there was no things I had to be in the playoffs we had to be here it was, it was nothing you know there was a couple of times in the year it, it, over my five six years there that I was told just to keep the club up in, in the league because obviously they were spending money on the, the clubhouse and that which I, I expected it was only two years we sort of had a go and we had a team I believe now if we'd have still kept that side plus one or two that I already agreed to sign would have been challenging for the league but it didn't happen you know I think if, if the club would have brought me in personally and said thanks for everything you've done but we want to change and shook my hand I would have wished them all the best and walked away but it was the only time in my whole football career left with a bit of, bit of a bitter taste in my mouth and it's saying that I, I won't I would unfortunately out of 15, 16 years I've been at, I've been at the club over the two spells that I would never walk back in there again yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate, isn't it? As, um, you know, we were just eulogising how lovely and friendly football clubs are, but there is that other side of it that rears its head. We've experienced it as well. You know, we've had our our problems down there with the previous chairman, who shall remain nameless. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's never easy, is it? So no, but, and I said, Tony, I'm not I'm not here to bad man the chair. And I said, we 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 been, we were friends for over 20 years. It was just the way it was done. Should have been done better. But on a football thing, like I said, you can win the league and get the sack. That is it. And, and the club itself now has had a very good start. I wish, you know, Nick Davis played for me. I brought him to VCD as a, as a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, there's about eight players in that in that squad that have played for me over the years. So, you know, they've got some good people around. I wish them the best. But obviously, you know, just deep down in the back of your heart, it just leaves a bit of field to swirl. But as you know, nothing really surprises me in football. And I've just got to look for my new jack. So hopefully it'll be a, a blessing in disguise. You're uh, you're not stepping away from football. You're just having a break, effectively, aren't you? Yeah, and that's not through choice. You know, I've had a break since March. I'm, I've been watching games already this year. I've watched quite a lot in our league. Um, you know, I've been down to Cray Valley. I've been down to Seven Oaks and watched. You know, I know the managers there, and they, they know I'm not after their job. So that's the hard thing. You know, you turn up at the ground, people think that I'm there for that reason. Yeah. Um, obviously, Phoenix are all a very, very good friends of mine. My both my boys play in the youth team, so I actually manage now one of the youth sides for them. So I watch them a lot. Again, I've got no interest in, in taking over at Phoenix. I, I would never ever go and manage a club there where my friends are again. And I've, I've got a hell of a lot of friends at Phoenix. They're, they're, they're a big family club. Remind me of quite a lot of Thamesmead as well. And, and Alan Martin and, and, Pete, um, and Albert Panton are both there as well on the committee. So it's good to see. But I'm, I'm just, you know, watching games and, and waiting to find the right job, Tony. I, I don't want something that you know, just going to, because it's football, I'm going to take over. That, that's not me. I, I think I've got a lot to offer. I've got a lot of experience and, and normally quite a successful side. So if, uh, given where you're, do you actually live in the Thamesmead area? No, I live, well, not, I live in Bexley. So, right, okay. area. so if something came up the other side of the river then, you wouldn't be averse to that, would you? I'd travel. I, I, to be fair, I prefer to go and travel to start somewhere new that someone didn't know me. I, I, I'd go across the water. I'd go down to the deepest <coughs> excuse me, depths of, of, of Kent or even into Sussex. Um, as long as it, as long as I can get that buzz and and, and, wanna, and and something that I can really get my teeth into it and, and think, yeah, that's for me. And the club's set up right and I think I can work with, you know, it, with the club really well. I, I, I would give any, I, I would consider anything. Obviously, it's got to be the right level for me though and, and I don't mean that big-headed Nick, but, you know, I, I've been managing 20-odd years. I've already had a few Kent sides. Are you interested in current help? And, and and unfortunately, I've been there, seen that, and done that. And I just want—I want challenges to go and manage now as tight as I can. I, I've been loyal 
to the two clubs I have, and I, you know, like most managers, I, especially while I was at Thamesmead, I got offered to go and manage at quite a high level, and, and they were my family, and I turned them down and put the club first. But I need now to maybe sort of get a fresh bit of blood in myself and, and, and look to shine, sort of do the best I can for myself. Well, this uh, this enforced lockdown and your break as well might be a blessing in disguise then because it gives you a, a time to sort of step back and, as you say, focus, go and have a look at a few clubs. Because when you're actually the manager on the side, you can't really focus on the opposition, can you? You're only worried about what your team are doing to stop the opposition. Yeah, you are. I, 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 to be fair, everyone that knows me knows I go and watch games every every day of the week, where, especially when I was a manager. I would, you know, there was one Monday I'd be there, Tuesday I'd be there, Wednesday, and I, and that was one good thing. My, my knowledge, obviously, of, of the leagues is, is, is pretty good. And, you know, as you know, I, I obviously you know, I do a, a, a show myself on the league. And, and it's I, I'm one of these people that take quite a lot of information in. I'm a bit like a sponge and, you know, I know most of the players at, at, at different levels and, and also different areas, So, which is also a plus for me. But, yeah, when you're managing, you, 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 you know, you're trying to sort of juggle sort of five things at once. So now, when you say I, I, I've had my rest, the side, the side of it is for me now is sort of, you know, is to get back in because I'm, I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs thinking that watching games is great, but also you, you feel you feel the odd, odd cog in the wheel, if that makes sense, when you're yeah, around, do. it? And everyone's asking you the same questions, you know, why did you do, I don't know what happened at the old club, etc. Et yeah. et and, um, and it's strange, and you just you just want to, you know, hopefully someone thinks, right, like, or, or you've built up a good enough reputation over the 20-odd years that someone will go, look, if a job comes, we're, we're interested. But also the timing of, of me leaving VCD was very poor as well. You know, it was three months after the season had finished. Everyone had already made their managerial changes. They wanted to make one. So, obviously, you know, there was no jobs about and there still isn't now. And I don't wish anyone, any manager to get the sack either. So, no. you know, I wouldn't want what happened to me happen to anyone else. But it's going to take another month or so for the clubs or, or managers to decide that they're not the right fit together. OK, well, look, I, I knew that you uh, you did this little show. Um, would you like to give a shout-out for it? Because uh, then you can talk about what you've done here with us on Belmont Banter. Yeah, it's the it's obviously it's the DK Repost show, um, which is obviously we, we used to have the, it when it was the Ryman League show, and it's it's obviously over a podcast, and we do it live on on Facebook, YouTube now, and and Twitter, and it covers basically all, all three of the Eastman leagues plus a little bit else. Um, we've been doing it, I think, six years now. You know, we get over four thousand people watching couple of thousand people watch live again on Monday you know and, and it, we're just talking about really all, everybody's club we get managers chairman and we're giving them clubs there half an hour to speak about them and and we put them in the in, in the in the sort of limelight for a bit supporters and, and we just try and give honest opinions you know my opinion's not always right even though people watch it might think it is <laughs> or think I think it is but it's, it's just something that I'm really interested in as well that Dave uh, that does it with us. He's absolutely brilliant. You know, he's great set up, and um, yeah, it's, it's just something that that keeps me involved and keeps keeps my knowledge in the game. How, how do you do it? Do you do it over a, like this over Zoom or a link or what? How do you do it? Before lockdown, we would do it over. We started off doing it in a studio. It was it was actually started for Hawks Radio, which was which which was Harlow Radio, and it would go out live on that and then stream. So we used to do it in a studio, and then obviously that you know Hawks Radio things with pear shape and then we started doing it at Avery Football Club and then you know trying to set up some sort of studio but in lockdown where you had to try and keep some sort of social distance 
we couldn't do it. So now we're doing it through, obviously, something similar to this, or whether it's Skype, or we just started up a new software, which was Ecamm last week, which we had a few teething problems, so people don't have to travel. But, you know, we used to go into clubs and do, you know, we'd co- I commentate on games as well for Harlow sometimes, and, or we'd commentate on their game for them. So, yeah, whichever whichever way. But, you know, we do get quite a large following now, and a lot of managers ring me up, and I'd rather go at me or, or, or agree, but um, <laughs> something that they enjoy, I think. Well, I'll put a link on our, uh, when I send it out, I'll put a link on our show, so, you know, why not? Um, and I'll tell you what, I'll have a word with our chairman and see if he wants to have a chat with you, because he's, he's a new guy. I mean, he started off running, the, he was chairman of the, the youth section. When Joe stepped down, um, they, had a, they had a long, long chat and lots of discussions behind the scenes. And Steve Clayton, that's the guy's name, he's a, he's a really forward-thinking bloke, he really is. I'm sure you'd like him anyway. He's a really yeah, good get him on. We've had Lloyd on. Lloyd was on just I think he's like, oh, just after lockdown. I think you know, and I've got a lot of time for Lloyd as well. I, you know, he's a lovely man and a good decent manager. So, and as you said, you know, we're, you know, I've got a lot of time for which the boys are club. So, you know, I've got great support and, and hopefully, um, you know, it, 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 it put you know, whoops the ball, give, give them their their spell, and it'd be nice to hear from the new chairman. That'd be brilliant. Well, I think we better wrap it up there, Keith, because uh, you can talk for England, mate. I love I love this. There you go. I'm used to it, mate. That's why I've got Man Kills to do, haven't I? No, not at the moment. No, I know what it's like. Okay, well, I'll wrap it up here. So, uh, from all of us here at Belmont Banter and Keith Mahone, which is, uh, it's been a great chat, Keith. I've really, really enjoyed it. We must do this again. So, if your circumstances change and you haven't got time to do your show, you can always talk to me. Of course I will. No problem. Thanks, Keith, very much. Cheers, Cheers. buddy. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter. For news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. <laughs>